Hey, great day. So in this special podcast series, I will be introducing to you abundant streams of income that mental health providers can utilize in their business. And so we just wrapped up a live four-day bootcamp over on YouTube, but I do know that there's a large portion of our podcast listeners that would prefer to get the information in bite-sized pieces versus 60 to 90-minute workshops where they can take their time and implement the information. So make sure to say, Stay tuned to this episode. Hey, my name is Dr. TK. And on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist working for a government agency and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi six-figure mental health business and seven-figure digital product business and doing what I love. Now, I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapists Deserve Abundance Podcast. So welcome to day three. As a recap, we talked about thus far on day two, active streams of income. Um, we talked about how do you want to launch, just like exploring different ways to launch. But of course, we didn't go over all of them. Um, we also discussed what systems or the order in which you deliver things to get clients and keep the clients, the onboarding process. What are the things you want to consider? So if you're just landing on this video today and you have not watched day one and two, they don't build off one another, but you'll start to see some overlap. So I would request that it'd be best if you go and watch day one and two. And there are also mindset shifts in there as well for expansion. Um, we also talked about systems to consider and then how do you reach your targeted audience, okay? So let's go ahead and get started. Food for thought. If you don't want to show up to do the work, you must hire someone else or invest in a system who can. We jumping straight over <laughs> the mountain, okay, today. So what are we talking about here? You will hit a threshold or your capacity will hit a threshold in your business where you cannot humanly do everything by yourself while you're also lifing. And what do I mean by lifing? You're living an abundant life based on the life that you built, based on the life that's on your vision board, right? Um, you also will have to invest in systems because sometimes we don't have to hire five people. We may be able to hire two people and then get two systems that we pay two to $3,000 for every single year, but it can do the same thing that paying somebody $40,000 a year can do, right? But there are certain things in your business that you need a personal touch, like doing a consultation in your practice, okay? So we have to learn how to trust ourselves and also trust other people to come into our business to help us. So today's topic is passive streams. So originally, this boot camp was not going to cover group practice. I'm going to keep it all the way above because a group practice is a doozy. But I decided to add it in as a bonus at the end because this was a day where at least talking about online stores like uh, books, whether it's an ebook or physical book or digital product downloads that people get automatically, those are all things that you can make in your sleep if your systems and marketing are set up correctly. So we'll talk about that. We're also going to briefly talk about a paid podcast and what that would look like because that's a digital product as well, which means that we have space to talk about a group practice, okay? So we're gonna leave group practice for the end. So make sure you stay until the end or you watch the replay if you gotta check out early to get some great information about group practice, okay? So let's, let's go back and poll the audience. So one is, are you interested in an online store with any of these products? Number two, are you interested in a paid podcast? Put it in the chat box. 
Number three, are you interested in either starting from scratch or you know your back office of your group practice, meaning do you know what it takes to market? Do you know what KPIs are, key performance indicators? Um, You've hired therapists. Like if you've done all those things and you're good, you may not need to learn about it. But what stream of income are you interested in either evaluating yourself on or learning more about? Okay, so we have people putting in online store, paid podcasts. You know, we have some people who are interested in both, um, either one and two or one and three. So, again, as usual, make sure that you, you know, review the slides when we leave. And then when you choose to make the decision that for second quarter, I'm going to go all in and learning as much as I can. And it's a learning first implementation second. But ideally, they can go like hand in hand simultaneously. You want to make sure that you pick one, not five, okay? Thank you for participating. So let's first get into the ones, okay? Um, so for online store products, that is when you may land in somebody's Etsy shop, Shopify store, or you don't even know what the platform is, but you know you landed in somebody's store. You can download digital products, which means that you can pay for something in someone's store, you get it immediately delivered to your inbox. That's digital downloads, or it's in maybe an online course shell. Uh, maybe you want to upload ebooks for people to get. You have physical copies, but you also want to make it available via ebook. Or maybe this is my tip. I tell people when they're writing a book, especially in the world of maybe it's your first book, you may want to create an ebook, even if it's not the full thing, just to test out the market before you spend all of this money publishing the book, getting copies of the book. And then you realize that there's I mean, heck, if you didn't have an editor, grammatical errors. You recognize that the cover of the book doesn't resonate with your audience. Put a one in the comment box if that makes sense. So sometimes we're so eager to say, I got a book and I got the physical book, but you may want to beta test the book idea first, even though people love physical books. I get it, especially for like journal workbooks. But if you have the opportunity to test it out, I would encourage you to test it out first because you can make tweaks on an online book as many times as you would like, even on Amazon or Kindle, whatever they call it now. I haven't, it's been a while since I published a book, but you can, up, I remember updating my cover of my ebook and it was available like within 24 hours, right? On a physical book, you got to sell all of them out, right? Ideally before you buy more. Other things that are under um, online passive digital or physical product store is courses. You can send someone to a page, they buy it, they get immediate access. You can even automate emails to go and email them over time to make sure that they're logging in. Like, hey, just doing a check-in. It's your week two of the course. Hope that you've reached module two, you know, kind of thing. You don't have to be present. You can also have what's called like recording, um, recordings and masterclasses. So I've joined plenty of like online platforms where prime example, actually I can use this. I'm going live for four days. Those of you who are watching during the live four days, I can literally go on YouTube, remove the videos, and then turn around and sell it. Put it to in the comment box if you've ever seen that. Like you literally have shown up and it probably ain't even as pretty as I make it branded out. It's just somebody with a t-shirt, their hair not combed. Maybe it is, not sure. But you see other people talking on the call. That's the day and age that we're in. Am I telling you to do all that? No. But what I'm saying is, don't not do something because you feel like it has to be aesthetically perfect. You don't have the right lighting. Like you do want people to see you, right? Or just take your video off 
right? And I love recording in Zoom, for example, because you can download the recording in variation of ways, whether it be just your face showing on the screen, a shared screen, a gallery screen, and all these things. And so can my team put Melissa's question on the board? So how would copywriting look for an ebook um, to protect intellectual property? So I'm glad that you brought that up. So I just finished interviewing. I said it yesterday. I'm interviewing a lot of our um, mastermind alumni and new students and their episodes are going to drop between the end of March and the beginning of May, like the first two weeks. And one of the conversations that I had today, right before this boot camp was I asked her for her biggest one of her biggest takeaways that she would share with someone who wants to expand. And one of the things that she mentioned is she had a fear to a degree that when she started putting out her stuff, that somebody was going to steal it. So am I telling you not to copyright your stuff? Absolutely not. Protect your information. But I do want to cover this because people can go down the rabbit hole, right? I don't want to put my stuff out there because I'm scared that somebody may take it. Somebody may clone it. If somebody really wants to clone it, just like hack your Instagram page or your YouTube channel, they will. Not they can, they will, right? But what did I say yesterday? Clones don't get paid. So I kid you not, we had a launch for the Dope Therapist Academy at the end of last year. <laughs> After the conference, it was wrapped up. My team member got an email because the young lady just clicked reply and she was like, man, I wish that I was able to join your program because I, I joined a program last year and it just won it, right? And, and when people say that, I don't want to know the person's program because I don't even want to get into that conversation, <laughs> right? Uh, but she ended up typing all this information out with no prompts. And what she has shared with us is, it was clear that it looked to her that the person, she found something out, I'll keep it at that. But it was clear that the person was mocking my style and they were trying to show up as me, but they didn't do a good job. So again, somebody can attempt to launch the same style of program that I have. To me, there's billions of people in the world for half of the people in this bootcamp, if not all of y'all, to help somebody else if you're profitable open up a private practice, for example, or open up a mastermind, but clones don't get paid, right? So make sure that when you show up and you're launching a digital or physical product or whatever your product or service is, like I said yesterday, that you are showing up as your authentic self. And if you stay in the mindset that I'm scared, if I put it out, somebody might do something with it you're never going to put out your product or service. I hope that that really resonated with someone who's really sitting in a state of fear. They don't ha- they're not short of ideas, you're not short of execution. Your fear is withholding you from releasing something because you're scared to have somebody copy it. But they they can't copy you. Our higher power only created you, one of you. I don't care if you're a twin, it's still two of y'all, <laughs> you know? Okay? But when you're through the beta testing process, You can choose if you want to copyright it. Just keep in mind, though, that when you copyright something like a curriculum or a workbook, it's being copyrighted based off the version that's there. So what I would suggest, use email marketing, right? (laughs) And get a few people to beta test it on, not the whole world. All right. So recording a masterclass. As I mentioned, I can take this down and sell it right now. Okay. Anything someone can purchase and or Um, You do not have to have physical inventory of, for example, like a digital product can be in an online store. All right. So some things you want to consider is what systems do you need to deliver the product? If you are delivering an ebook, do you already have a website? Start with what you have. Do you already have a website that gives you access in an online store? If maybe you pay an additional 
$100 a year, like I have Wix, right? Some people have WordPress, um, Squarespace, a whole lot of other platforms. So can you check what you already have access to if you don't already pay for it and see if it's already a store connected? Don't feel pressured that you hear other people have a Shopify store and you go out and you purchase a Shopify store and a domain. Why are you doing that if you're not going to show up and be consistent? If you want emails to go out because somebody brought your workbook that's downloadable, but maybe you want to walk them through the process of completing the workbook. If you think that it's going to take them four weeks to complete the workbook, maybe you send them an email once a week, right? Upon purchase, congratulations. I'm going to walk you through and just nudge you every single Monday to make sure that you got your lesson in for this week whatever you would like to do. Um, You don't have to do that follow-up process, but what systems do you need to deliver the product, okay? Another thing you wanna consider with a store that houses these products is who will ensure it gets delivered. So let's talk about physical and digital. If it's digital, who's overseeing your store? Who's overseeing the sales? If it's physical, who's packaging the product? Who's making sure that if you said you do local deliveries, Who's going to get in their car and deliver it? Or maybe you pay for a delivery service. If you do drop shipping, this has happened to me. I ain't going to lie. There's been things that have fell through the cracks because I had a team member at the time during 2020, but she wasn't very aware of my Shopify store at all. She just know that it existed. I was really over the uh, Shopify store by myself, but during that time, it got really busy. So I realized that one of the vendors that I had to drop ship a sweater, two people had purchased it during the holiday season. And they never got it, nor did they email, but still, I emailed them, I apologized, I did a rush shipping, but I found out that the vendor never messaged me when they had an issue with producing the sweater. They eventually shipped out the sweaters to those two people, but what if I would have never checked? So you want to make sure that you understand there needs to be a system to make sure that things are delivered. How will you know that the product is viable? I mentioned that yesterday related to a coaching product, right? So I'll go with the ebook and physical book, right? So ebook, you can survey, let's just say 10 people and say, hey, I would like you to read the first chapter of my book. You don't have to give them the whole thing. I want you to read the first chapter of my book as a gift. You can choose what this gift is. I would probably gift the person a whole freaking book when it comes out, but I would like them to read the first chapter and give me feedback and really help me understand, is it hitting the targeted problem that I'm helping to solve or story that I'm hoping to share, the emotional um, trigger points that I'm hoping people would have? Do you all experience that? And I want them to give me feedback. And then as a gift, when the whole book comes out, I'm going to mail them a book for free, right? With, with a signature. For an ebook, you can do the exact same thing. But bottom line is you want to know, is your product sellable? Are people, and this is an easy way to do it, but it ain't the only thing, is you can Google or YouTube because it's a search engine. YouTube is a search engine, not a, a social media platform. So you can log on to these platforms and you can type in, what do you think your ideal customers or clients are typing in? Okay. And so I'm going to type in how do... I cope with depression. Okay. So let's just say you want to do a therapeutic book. So how do I cope with depression? So you can see by autopilot, people are automatically like artificial intelligence. People are automatically typing this in. You want to click enter, but I want you to pay close, close attention to this. What does it say, y'all? Put a one in the comment box if you like, damn, I didn't even know this tool exists. It's this free tool. So it doesn't mean that these are all your clients though, but 300 million People every 40 seconds across the globe, though, not in your state, 
are searching this very topic every day, every day, (laughs) every day. Okay. So please use resources to see if people are even looking for it. Poll your audience on social media. I don't care if you got five followers, poll them at least once a week. Your community can actually help you build your product. Don't think you ever have to build your product by yourself. That's actually one of the biggest things that we can do as like wasting our time is that you try to build a product based off of your personal experience. And even though other people may have had your personal experience, it doesn't mean that they quantify it or describe it the way that you do in your book or in your course or in your masterclass. Okay. So if you don't have a viable product, meaning you put it out there, you've launched it multiple times and you've fine-tuned what you're launching, how you talk about what you're launching, pictures, videos, you got to try different things. Then you can come to the conclusion of, all right, listen, I done tried this five different ways or I've tried it one way and just made small tweaks, right? Because you don't want to change too much because you don't know what contributed to the change. I would say enhancements um, or tweaks is you've done it a few times and you realize it's just not hidden. So it doesn't mean you don't have a viable product yet. It may mean in the words that I explained to our mastermind students, because they're expanding, is you may just be pioneering something that is very new or that people really don't even understand. So for example, when I first start saying I'm a therapist business coach, when I did it 10 years ago, people were really saying, oh, you know, I want a high performance coach. I want a coach. I want a life coach. I want a business coach. No one ever put together that someone is out there to coach only therapists for specific things. I am super niche down. That's why I don't feel any negative vibes when I see counterparts that are having a general coaching program for a specific topic, but not super niche down like I am for mental health therapists that have a master's degree or a doctorate degree. We're very specific with our degree. So they can have a launch and get 10,000 email addresses or 30,000 email addresses and get 1,100 people to sign up. Congratulations. I ain't hating on this shoe. That's fire, right? But I know that because I'm niche, put a two in the comment box if you now are reframing the way that you see your wins. When you're niche down and you love what you do and you don't want to change it, but it could probably be enhanced, you may have to realize that the comparison thing that you're doing to other people does not actually measure up because y'all technically don't cater to the same specific audience. You don't deliver the products and services the same. Somebody can show up and do a boot camp just like me and don't realize that even if I gave them my slides, it's based off of how I'm delivering it. Somebody can print out my slides and never watch the videos and they probably will not be able to piece together about 50% of these slides because I do slides based off the way I teach in a college course. I was taught not to put a whole lot of information on one slide, put a few bullets with keywords that are going to trigger me to just talk to my audience. So if they don't watch the video, they ain't going to understand half of my freaking bullets. They're not going to be able to put the pieces of the puzzle together. But bottom line is you got to be ready to run the marathon to make sure your product is viable. So product considerations, again, Who is your targeted audience? Does the product require you to show up to get the transformation? Certain products or services are going to require someone or you to help a person get what they need to get, for example. okay. so if I say come to a coaching business program, 
I can set it up where it's a self-paced program, but I have to have certain mechanisms in place. Okay. Um, like I said, email marketing, emailing those people once a week saying, Hey, make sure you log into the portal on Friday, share with me your wins. I have created products, especially like my private practice one, because that's the biggest portal that I have in terms of a lot of information, a long time being built. We've had a total of five different portals because I update it all the time. And one thing I will say is that portal will outlive me. And what I mean by that is I can go into my system right now and turn on a button and say, I no longer want to show up live or maybe I get pregnant. And I'm like, I don't want to, I want to, I want to test something out new. I don't know how the launch is going to go, but I know that this course, people have joined our program and never came to a coaching call. And they show up in a Facebook group and say, yo, this is my wins. I know it's possible. I know that I've set up a passive income course, but it took time. But I know that if I want, for example, my mastermind students to get a certain transformation as it relates to scalability, I need to show up based off how I want to show up. So I may say I'm not having one-on-one sessions, but I do have Voxer. So I just Voxer back like two students this morning because they share with me where they are in their business. I congratulated them. And then I said, hey, I want you to think about this, which means that they technically have me all the time, right? So be okay with testing your product um, potentially live first. So let's just say if you want to, like I said, do the book or let's just say the masterclass. Let's just say you want to put the masterclass on autopilot, what's called evergreen. I mentioned that on day one. And you want it to be on sale all the time, Right. You may want to test it out once or a few times to make sure that your messaging, what you're talking about, lands with your audience. You don't want to assume your audience, just like you, I've done that. So this is what they need to hear. This is what I'm going to say. And it doesn't matter how you deliver it. If it's not connecting with the people that are watching it, it does not matter. It never surprises me that on these boot camps, at least live versus replay, we always have an injection of people watching on day one. And then schedules can change, availability, interest. I find that because I am super niche, but I'm okay with it, that people are going to fall off. And the people who are hanging with me all four days and or watch the replays, those are the people who I want to continue to be connected with because I clearly have something that they want. I really hope that you heard that. So don't also get butthurt when somebody unsubscribes from your list or somebody like unfollows you. It may be emotional. I've had that happen, right? If there's a relational component, but that means that y'all not meshing right now and that's okay, right? So um, potentially go live first to see the transformation with the people who are participating and then implement the feedback. You have to be open to feedback. You have to be open to people telling you, hey, I liked when you said this, but I didn't really understand this. So for example, Some of our students have said, you know, I really liked when you, it just happened randomly. They were like, I really liked how we had what's called a bye week meaning I had an event. So we had to take a week off of one of our programs and then resume the following week. And what that did was give students enough time to get into the portal, watch the videos and or do their workbook, right? And then they can come to the next call, ideally with questions. So after I got that feedback, a few cohorts, I decided last year to start making DTA for the most part, a 12 week program. So every other week I come live. Now there may be some weeks, if it's a fifth, fifth week that we have a guest speaker come in. Um, that's one of their bonuses. But outside of that, we, I meet with them every other week, right? Unless it's a holiday. So be okay to implement feedback. Also systems and team marketing. How will your customers know that your product or service exists? So I mentioned this, I think on day one, People come out with a product or service. You go all in the first time you launch it. 
let's just say you get the results that you want or, or not, but all of a sudden you act like the book doesn't exist. You act like the, the, the cup doesn't exist. It's like, we don't even see you with it. So as I mentioned on day one, as a conversation with my friend, if you have a stream of income, but it ain't streaming, you need to cut it loose or reevaluate if you want to continue, right? Um, team members or systems in departments to oversee sales, write these down or go back to the slide, marketing and delivery. So unless you are the person in which you are using your time to maybe understand this in the beginning, which is understandable, your goal, at least on your goal list should be, I eventually want someone to oversee my sales, oversee the money that's coming into my business and learn how to trust people, y'all. If you are that person, like I don't want nobody knowing how much my business makes, then that means you're going to be doing QuickBooks by yourself. You're going to be doing your taxes by yourself. <laughs> and you're going to have to do all that while you're marketing and seeing clients and working on your business. That's a lot. And that's why some of you have reached a threshold. That was in another interview that we had this morning. We did two interviews this morning. And one of our students, I asked her, what made you go into group practice? And what she realized was that she had hit her capacity of doing things by herself. Okay. Um, marketing. How are you going to show up and tell people about your product, share the value of it, not just they need to buy it? And then who's going to be watching over to make sure things get delivered? Um, who's going to be asking people to do testimonials? You can, but maybe you can tell a team member to follow up with people. Um, how are you going to measure a client success? So this is something that we recently brought back. It went away in the dark hole of 2020. Um, we had it for 2020 and then we like let it go after a while, but we're bringing it back because we log into our Kajabi portal. That's where we have our online courses stored. And we've recognized that we know a certain amount of people join our program, but when they either show up to the call or they don't, we want to know what's going on. And we can tell based off what people say if they have not touched the portal. <laughs> and so now our team, for those of us who, those of you who are in DTA, for example, and let's just say you are a person where you didn't log into the portal. Don't be surprised if my team, our system, but we go in there and we trigger it. You get an email checking in on you because some of y'all done invested in something. Put a one of you guilty of this. You've invested in something. I don't care if it was $10 and you never logged in. Why are we just very easily trigger happy of saying that oh, I invested $20,000? Like I've seen that like, Oh, Dr. TK, you said that you invested like $500,000 in your business. Like I invested a hundred, like it's a one-up game and they ain't said it like that, but that's how I feel like it's coming off. And I'm like, that, that's not the, nothing to brag about. Have you implemented though? Like what you've invested in? That's the question. Cause, and I don't say that, but like, that's my thought process. Like I actually implement, even if it fails, at least I've tried it to see if it fails. <laughs> right. So don't be trigger happy just to buy something. Right. Um, delivery, which platform will you choose? If you have a website, will it deliver the ebook? If you have a Shopify store, is it automatically going to do drop shipping? If you have an online platform that's going to deliver a video, how are they going to get the video? Is the video downloadable? Is it only accessible? And then it expires. These are all things you want to, um, consider. Okay. So yeah, people put in the chat box in these big dreams and bad time management. <laughs> right. Let me go up. Uh, choosing empowerment. Nobody trying to keep doing this by myself. I've been at my capacity. Exactly. So if we are aware that we are at our capacity, what is or who is like yourself stopping you from making your move to the next level? Getting help. OK. All right. So let's move on to product systems and team. Same thing with stores. OK. Payment. 
one-time payment versus payment plan, maybe something that you have is a couple hundred dollars or a couple of thousand dollars. What payment plan is going to be set up for somebody to pay? Um, will they receive a receipt? Will they receive uh, uh, instructions? A payment plan, who will oversee this? We talked about that yesterday, so I won't go into it. We talked about it with membership sites. So go back and watch that video. Um, if it is a store, who ensures the physical products are created and mailed? Maybe your stuff is like I buy sticker books for my planner. So I buy it from this lady on Etsy. Well, she on Instagram actually now. So I buy it from a few stores, but she makes it as the orders come in, which means that I know I'm not going to get my stickers for like two weeks. But that's okay because I really want the Louis Vuitton stickers right, for my planner. And so she, I'm sure, has to make sure, even if she's overseeing it, is it created by a certain period of time to have good customer service and then it's delivered. And then, of course, she asked me for a testimonial. How do you handle returns or refunds? Don't be allergic to someone asking for a refund, okay? Now, for my digital products and for live events, we set it up where there is a no refund policy. We gave you the date. We told you what to expect. Read the enrollment page. Double, triple, quadruple check your calendar. Um, we do not find somebody who can go um, in your place. It is your responsibility as an adult to read what you're signing up for. Now, if we're talking about an online course, what I find is that if it's something like our academy, not our mastermind, our academy is a 12-week program. A lot of, and it's because it's our basic level program for entry or re-entry into business ownership. Some people believe that they want to be a business owner until they realize they got to create systems. And then they're like, no, I just rather do what's in my head. Okay. That means you don't want to expand. That means that you're only going to be um, aware of what you know, based on what you were self-taught. Okay, cool. Good luck to you. You can still be successful. Good luck. You know, but we have a return policy that after a certain amount of days, if the program doesn't align with you, ask for your money back. And we'll give you, if you paid in full, we'll give you the money back. If you did your first payment um, option, we'll give you your money back. I'd rather somebody leave whatever I have as refundable, if I do have it. I'd rather somebody leave early than be, think about this. Put it to in the comment box if this makes sense. I would rather somebody exit out of my program early and I still have a good relationship with them, let's just say on social media, because maybe that program is not the right fit. Maybe they realize they actually needed to be in the mastermind. They needed to be in the conference, right? But they didn't know that. And maybe they minimized their wins until they got in the program and realized like, oh, wait, I actually do know all this. My bad. I was playing myself. It don't have to be nothing negative. That's so why they want a refund, right? But I've realized that I don't want, imagine this, that person staying in the program, them getting in an accountability group because we encourage that. We don't assign it, but we encourage it. And then they bring that toxic energy to a accountability group. Put a one in the comment box if that makes sense to you as to why refunds are actually a good thing. You want to get rid of people who are just being nosy. You And yeah, it, it they, Stripe and PayPal are going to charge you for processing their first payment. They ain't going to give you that little 3% back. But again, I'd rather put more people in my program versus being scared and only putting two people because I'm scared people going to ask for a refund or I'm that person that say, I don't want no refunds. Now you can do that. You can say, I don't want any refunds. But I realize that the audience that I serve Therapists are a little timid with investing in themselves because they haven't done it beyond school. So I realized that if I put more risk on the line on my end with you, with me allowing you to see my intellectual property, I'm not scared if you see it. You can't do all the things with it just by being in there for seven days. I know that for damn sure. Right. So I'm okay with you showing up to a first coaching call because you either going to see what you're not ready for or you're going to see what you're about to miss out on. It's good. So don't be allergic to give people any money back. All right. All money ain't good money. Exactly. So here's a product example. 
DTA versus ECM, let's talk about how we can make things passive. Okay. So like I mentioned earlier, the DTA, the Profitable Private Practice Program, um, that portal was created live initially. Like I did everything live. The first calls were like 90 minutes um, and we met for eight weeks, my very first group cohort in July of 2019. Right. Um, Then I allowed the recordings to be like on a hidden YouTube page because I'm telling y'all just get started. And then we were gravy. Right. After about 10 cohorts, two years later, it was more than 10 cohorts, though, I decided to pre-record the lessons. This was August of 2021, y'all. So almost two years later, I finally sat down and said, I have enough data on people giving me feedback, how they receive the information, how they're implementing it. And I would rather record now the lessons and add more lessons to help them implement certain things. And now I just want them to show up to the call and like actually be coached, right? Or I could just like talk with them about their business. So DTA is constantly being updated. It does include right now live calls where we're in cohorts, but I have leveraged my program. So I want you to look at it from an active and passive way. Active is I'm still showing up, but instead of me showing up a couple of hours a week, it's like a couple of hours every other week. I've now leveraged people like coaches alumni to be in our Facebook community. And then also I have team members and I have systems. We have all of these things working in the efforts to give our students the best experience possible. It's not just me by myself. Stop being stingy. I also leveraged it because like I said, it can live beyond me impact. Okay. The mastermind, the mastermind is focused on scalability, right? But the difference between DTA and this program is that we're working for a longer period of time And we're talking about things beyond solo practice. We actually don't even talk about solo practice. Um, And they get access to me, right? So it's at a higher price point investment as well. Um, The portal was first created. I want y'all to see a pattern. I started live with a group after two years. And two years wasn't my mark. It's just I've had enough data. After two cohorts, because their cohorts were nine months at that time, um, or 10 months in total, I finally recorded this year 80 mini lessons that go across like 10 to 12 main domains. Put a one in a comment, put a two in a comment box. If that makes, if you're starting to see like, okay, put a two, if you understand, you probably need to beta test stuff, put stuff out there to see if it's going to work, get feedback on it, get enough feedback on it, no matter how long it takes you. And then put the now finishing pieces on it. But I'm telling you now your, your masterpiece will never be finished. Why? Because you're never finished. I believe in a certain higher power and I know that he's never done with me. He will always make me better. Okay. So when I get better, my students get the better version of me. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that cohort also, that portal was also being updated. It also right now has live group calls, but I've leveraged my team members and systems to help me deliver content and information and value to my students. Again, I can leverage that portal if I want to and click a button and just sell the online course, which we've considered. Just some people are just interested in the course shell, okay? Impact. So what is your ultimate goal? So what digital products, um, this is something you want to think about. What digital product can be produced that can outlive you? If we're really, really talking, talking, y'all, we're talking about impact. What product can you create? It could be a book, a physical book that can outlive you. What digital or physical product can you create that you can give your audience that can also introduce your gift? You have a gift to share. Don't go to the grave and allow the cemetery to continue to be the richest place and wealthiest place on earth because a lot of people die without ever sharing their gift 
because you're scared that nobody will buy it or you're scared that somebody gonna steal it. Listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Intentionally Abundant Podcast. Now, I know that flew by way too fast. So if you want more resources, head over to drtk.com forward slash link for additional abundant resources. Now, until the next episode, live intentionally abundant.